Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays Today podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunswick, and today we have a fun episode. Um, I feel like sometimes, I mean, we have had some really, really good episodes that, oh my gosh, I think that like as the host, I like attract certain guests in during certain phases of my life, and um, the last few months since the beginning of August, honestly, has been really heavy, but like good. Like, you know, like that shadow work where you're like, and it's really funny because the beginning of August, I remember thinking, man, it's been a minute since I've had to do any shadow work because for, I don't know, the last like 10 years, maybe less, it feels like one to two times a year. It's like, boom, bitch, you got to deal with this. You got to fix this. Um, and so I was like in August, like, hmm, maybe that means I've cleared all my shadows. Is that how we're supposed to say it? I fixed all my shit is another way of saying it. Well, I didn't, but really good stuff. And so like naturally the conversations I have were just, you know, manifesting like they were my therapist. Okay. Uh, and so good, but heavy conversations and heavy topics for the last few months. So this one still good, still very good but lighter, lighter people. We're going to be talking about feng shui. And I was really interested in having this guest on because, you know, she didn't want to come in and talk about like the rules of setting up your living room. Although I did ask like some of those, like I and just, I need to understand this more. Um, she talked about like vision casting future self you and like how feng shui can help with business growth. And I was like, what? what? Okay, let's talk. Okay. So yeah, so it's real good. Um, announcement. Uh, we are going to be, so I took the summer off of advertising associate ads. You may or may not have noticed. If you did notice, thanks for paying attention. Yes, stalker. Um, but it was, it was just a lot of work. Uh, and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with it, but throughout the summer I've had quite a few people reach out and I didn't realize how many people were actually looking. I mean, I, okay. I take that back. I could see in the metrics, how many people were looking at them because they get around like 4,000 to 6,000 different like touch points for people. And I was like, Oh, sweet. That's cool. Um, but I didn't realize that people actually like enjoyed seeing them. So I've sat with it. I now have a VA as well from the Philippines. Her name is Monica and she's wonderful. Um, VA are a lot of work. I just want to say that like she's going to get better and better. Like the first month or two feels like a lot of work because you just said there's so much like training, you know, and I didn't have a VA training manual, but I, I feel like it's just like CAs where like if I need to hire on another one, I'll do it better, faster. But now I don't necessarily need to be the one taking information from like jot forms and putting them on Canvas slides. And like, so I'm excited to just be able to uh, share this with people. So go to the link in my Instagram bio and there will be a link there that says um, advertise your associate job. 
And if it's not there, it's because goddamn Monica hasn't finished it yet. <laughs> Just kidding, Monica. She doesn't listen to the podcast. Actually, I don't know that she might. No, it's just because my personality is to talk about something before it's actually done. So as I'm recording, it's Tuesday. And I told her yesterday, her and Kirby, like, hey, all right, so I've thought it through and this is what I'm going to do. Uh, so let's make it happen as soon as possible. So if it's not there, just like check back. It'll be there as quick as possible because I've got people working on it. Thank you. Okay. So I was just at the WDC event. They happen every other year. Don't tell them this, but I could totally see myself being a part of that organization someday. Like probably not till I'm an empty nester. I mean, I am a part of it, but like, it's such a, a program or like group that is so dear to my heart, obviously female chiropractors and they're such good people. Oh my gosh such good people. Uh, I do, I would have to get like in politics a little bit. Um, not that they're like, it's just an organization, right? Like, and once you're like out there and you're a nonprofit within the chiropractic world, like, I don't know, you just gotta like start dealing with bigger people. Whereas like, I just get to be in my little bubble right now. of Like maybe you've heard of me, maybe you haven't, it's okay. Um, but great event. They'll, I don't know where it'll be in two years, but it'll happen again in 2025. I may have had a few Negronis with Dr. Tamara McIntyre and um, told him that next time I want to be on the main stage, not a side stage. Oh my God, Lauren, like for real. It's not my fault. I blame Dr. Mac. Um, but yeah, they laughed. They said, yes. Yes, you should be. I'm like, okay, yay. My my Enneagram three needs to feel important, which so put me on the main stage. Um, I'd go even if I wasn't. But you should go and thank you to every single one of you who was there, who came up and got a picture with me or like said nice things to me. Um, I love meeting you in person. And you're all so good because you, even if we've like met before or talked a lot through messages, you know that I have facial blindness and don't remember names. And so you come up and you're just like, you probably don't remember me. And I'm like looking at name tags and I'm like, I know that name. I think I know that name. And I'm like trying to put their Instagram picture with that. And so, so thank you to everyone that came up and everyone that came to my talk and said nice things. It was, it was a really nice opportunity to get so many things. I don't want to say off my heart, that things that are on my heart in the last year into the profession. That's, that's how we want to say it. Okay. Today. Okay. So Danielle, okay. How do I say her last name? I believe it's Saponyek. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. We're going to say that's what it is, but I know her name is Daniela is a respected feng shui and space healing master with 20 plus years of experience as the founder and ceo of unfolding space she empowers aspiring practitioners to create harmonious spaces using their intuition guiding high-level business owners daniela surpasses traditional strategies to unlock their full potential with feng shui principles her transformative approach and unwavering passion leave a lasting legacy of harmony and fulfillment in the in the individuals man way to like i was almost to the end and then i just like bricked it up Okay, we'll read that last sentence again. Her transformative approach and unwavering passion leave a lasting legacy of harmony and fulfillment in individuals and spaces. Are bios awkward for you guys? Like when I'm reading them, like I'm like, I'll sit here, I'll wait. What, what do you think? Um, no, because like I hate when I like stumble or I read, you know, say it wrong. And then I'm like, oh, embarrassed that you caught me reading. But like, Obviously, I'm reading a bio. I don't know. That's not weird for you. It's, it's weird for me. Like, I don't know if in my head, I think that you think I should have it memorized or I should just know every guest so well that I write their bio. Um, that was just, you know, just a little thing I was thinking about. Okay, one more thing. This is kind of like the sweetest thing that was said about me the entire weekend. So I was on a panel. Um, with some amazing women uh, at the WDC. It was a business panel. And oh, who, 
it wasn't, was it Michelle Wendling or Michelle Turk? I think it was Michelle Wendling. Yeah, it was doing intros of everybody. Yeah, it was Wendling. Um, and so she's just like free flowing these intros. And I'm like, interesting. Her and I have interacted multiple times, but like, what's she going to say about me? Right. Again, just like, could I be more of a codependent firstborn Enneagram three? Like what nice things is she going to say about me? Um, and she got to me and she said something along the lines, I'll paraphrase it, uh, that I have the ability to make everything fun. And that there are so many things in business like that are not fun. And I just have a way of talking about them and like going about them in a fun way. And I was like, oh, that was so sweet. I really appreciated that. Ask my employees. I'm sure they'll totally agree. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right. Should we pray? Dear God, thank you so much for the energy that moves through us. Help us as we listen to this episode, realize that the energy that we are working with in other people and the energy that we are working in within ourselves transforms through everything on this planet. Help us to draw awareness to the energy around us and how we can help influence that and have an influence on other people on a deeper, more meaningful level as well. God just spreads so much blessings over everyone listening because they're obviously the best and they deserve extra blessings. Um, No, (laughs) just bless them. Bless their heart, put their mind at ease and just anybody who needs a hug right now, just anybody who's listening. Oh, my cat just bit my damn foot. You're ruining the prayer, cat. Um, Anybody who needs a hug, just like, you just wrap them in like this warm little blanket of love and just let them know it's going to be okay. It really, really is. I promise. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Danielle Saponik. Enjoy. So, Daniela, um, welcome. I'm excited to talk about this. Okay. How do I pronounce feng? Is it feng shui? Feng shui? How do I say it? So, feng shui is what how you say it in in English okay. and feng shui is how we say it in German so oh okay so it's going to be like this battle for me the entire episode i don't think you'll understand this but okay so we have the food network a tv show and one of the hosts on there is she's italian but i think she's lived in america her entire life and so she has a very american accent but then anytime she gets to like an Italian word, she'll be like prosciutto. So okay, I'm just going to say over here, I'm not going to try and do what you did. I'm just going to say feng shui. Are we Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Good. I will be switching between feng shui and feng shui. So yeah. I do the same thing. Our family goes to Mexico usually every year. And um, I took a lot of Spanish, but like it's when you're like, all right, do I just say, I'm just going to keep my American accent on the thing. So here I am. I'll just stay American over here. Perfect. So the reason I'm excited is because I love going into topics or episodes pretty blind. Um, I think that's where my most authentic questions come from. Okay. Um, when, so I really don't know much about feng shui when you know, I came across, you know, you specifically talk about it with businesses and giving businesses an advantage. And I think that's where I was like, okay, I've never really given it much thought before, but now I'm like, okay, so can we start at the beginning? Where does feng shui come from? I I, I think it's like an ancient energy thing of yes. arranging furniture. That is literally the extent. So what more is it than that? Okay, so there are different, like, how, how you can see it. So for me, feng shui is a philosophy of life, and it's based in our space. So while meditation takes care of your mind and your body also, the feng shui is about the space and the space taking care of you, of your body, of your business, of your success. So this is how, what, how I explain feng shui for myself, but it's 5,000 years old. Uh, It's rooted in the Taoistic philosophy of life, and it comes from China, from Asia. And it's, um, in fact, it's all about qi. It's all about the life force energy, how it's flowing, what's the quality of the life force energy, and how can we use 
and create a flow of this energy so that it's supportive in our lives and businesses. Okay. So when you're talking about the flow of energy, so as chiropractors, we're like, yeah, we're there. Um, is this like chakras or like where I'm assuming it's a different cause it's from China and I don't think China goes into chakras, but like, what, can you talk more about the flow of the energy where that's coming from? Yeah. So are you familiar with uh, acupuncture? Yeah. Yeah. So feng shui is acupuncture for space right? So you do uh, acupuncture when your energy flows is somewhere stuck. So the needles are helping to uh, release the blockage so that the chi in our body can flow. So we are, uh, we are balanced. And feng shui, we use feng shui principles to take care of the chi flow in the space because it gets stuck by clutter, by unauspicious like forms of um of space of rooms uh, like how the furniture is arranged it can all cre create blockages in the space and since we see the space also as a body and when the chi flow i just give you an example if we have um a door window line so you open the front door and you just see the garden the backyard it's like the chi is just shooting through the space so for me, it's like having a diarrhea, right? You eat oh, and not everything good. gets out of you. And you're like, no, it's not good. So oh, what shit. is happening there in the space, it's like the chi is just flowing through the through your space and it doesn't stay in your space so that you are nurtured, right? So you want to open the door and Think block the chi in. Yes, right. But you want flow, but you don't want it to flow you want out. Flow. Right. You don't want that. That's about, you know, this is how, how you guide the chi through the space. So you create chi attraction points. You like what the nature has done with our bodies. When you, when you breathe in, the, the oxygen is going to your lungs and then the body does the rest. And when we um, build houses, it's like we don't have this, this knowledge anymore. So we look like, oh, we put the windows in the south because there you get the brightest sun. We don't put windows here. So this is how we build uh, build homes. And this is in feng shui. It's like, okay, let's see how can we keep the chi in the space? And then we arrange the windows and the doors and the rooms and everything. Okay. Can you start with some of the most basic principles? Let's keep it. Let's start with of building your buy-in. Like, so you're not a part of creating where the windows mm -hmm. and doors go. So can we start with some of those principles? And then we can go into like people who are building some of the principles that they can use with windows and doors. You know, the thing is, it's when you understand the principle, no matter if you are building a home or you are owning and just like wanting to bring in feng shui in it, it the principles are the same. So she is like a child. It's curious. It flows where it's beautiful, bright, nice, and it won't go into the space where it's cluttered and dark and feel somehow like off. It doesn't feel good. So this is the, the places where the chi will avoid. So when you look at your home, and I have this beautiful butterfly exercise, very, very simple. Uh, I even think I have it in the resources, which I'm going to share with, with your audience. Um, it's imagining you're a butterfly and you're flying through your space. And the butterfly is just flying where it's, as I said, it's bright and beautiful and it avoids places where it's dark. So if you transform into a butterfly and imagine flying through your home and just like sensing where is the butterfly flowing, where it's staying, where it's avoiding, then you can, have, can you get a very good sense of how the chi flow in your home is. So if you open the door and your butterfly flies in and flies straight out to the back door, you know there is like no not enough that chi attraction points so that the butterfly will fly through the whole space. Can you relate okay. to this? Okay, so I I'm in my head picturing a butterfly going through my house, but mm -hmm. like how does the average person do they just innately, can they innately in their mind think of where the butterfly would go and not go? So I created a small meditation for this. This okay. is why I, I want to put it into the resources um, because it's, you know, it's about detaching from your mind and really going into your feeling because usually after this exercise, uh, 
the the people tell me like they're like I knew this place was like I mm-hmm. knew it, but my like my mind was going, well, well, it's okay, it's nice. Like I don't understand, but your your body knows. Like it doesn't feel so. Listening more to the information you're feeling and your body is giving you, um, and this is going to help you really, really um, tune into the the energy and into the chi, and then also really realize where you need to create chi attraction points. And I will talk about this too. I think basically what I want to say is that instead of giving you a set of rules here, um, which are going to really float, like uh, you will go into the set of rules with your mind. And this is not how feng shui is done. Oh, because that's like literally what I think of exactly is like, this has to face south. This has to be here. And that's not. There are, well, there are, of course, there are many principles. It's so advanced. So sometimes it's confusing. But for if you want to start out with feng shui, just don't go into your mind. Don't work on rules. But start first to feel your space. Like when you close your eyes and you breathe in and you breathe out and you imagine your energy, like your aura, like going into your space, like filling the space up, connecting with your space. Um, for me, every space is a soul. So the first step in feng shui is let me connect to the soul of my space. Let me connect to the environment. Let me acknowledge my home or my office for giving me the space to grow, for giving me the space to unfold, you know, just going into gratitude. And then when you connect with the energy of the space, you start sensing their energy needs to flow where you need to do some tweaks, how to align your home with your own energy. So doing this step is much more in tune and much more helpful if you're starting out with feng shui now, instead of giving you rules, which will bring you to a place where you're like, oh, this, that, how does this rule apply to my home? Because my home is set up differently. And then you go, you know, into this rabbit hole of why and how and mm-hmm. yeah. So what are some, okay, so I'm in my space and I'm like, this space feels like junk. What are, I mean, obviously it depends on the space, but like, what are some of the key principles in getting more chi to hang around in that room? Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first principle is um, letting go of clutter, letting Mm -hmm. go of things which no longer serve you, which you don't like, which you don't use. So really taking this step because you need to create space for the chi to flow. If it's cluttered, uh, she won't be able to move through. So first is always creating space and releasing the energy. Okay. And then after this step, then you go like, okay, uh, if I, for example, I'm here in my office and then it's like, if the chi flows in here, then um, having a beautiful painting on this wall will attract the chi to flow to this wall. If I have a plant here, it will attract the chi to flow into this corner. So it's like, you know, creating this little oasis with pictures, with painting, with color, with light. So that the chi think about it, like always remember, chi is like a little child. It wants to be attracted to flow somewhere. So what is your chi attraction point? Are colors big? Because like right now, you know, one of the main uh, styling things is all like all beige, (laughs) all beige, all neutral, like my background. Like, so is that less likely to be chi friendly? Does chi like bright color? Okay, hold on. I think I said, I I know I, I understand acupuncture, but I need to ask. So what is, can you explain chi to me? in a different way. If I don't, let's say I didn't know what she was. Cause I'm, I'm like picturing it. I'm like, well, what would that be like in our culture? So we very often use the word flow. So like, would you be familiar with the word flow? Like I'm in flow and not in flow. Yes. Uh, things are running smoothly and now things are yeah. not running smoothly. Yes. Like, oh, don't they, I don't have energy. Like what is, I don't have energy. What do you feel tired? So why do you feel tired? Oh, because my energy is low. So this is something we, you, and in all those sentences, we're always relating to the life force energy, which in, in, um, in feng shui we call chi. Okay. So 
this is how a space can give you energy or drain your yeah. energy. Okay. All right. right. So minimalism is a big part, like decluttering. Oh, Marie Kondo, mm -hmm. like when Marie Kondo became like real popular, were you mm -hmm. like, hell yes, this is great. Yeah, it's, you know, it's always great because I always see if you have ever decluttered, you, you, you know, you let go of things and you're like, wow, this is so cool. I feel so powerful. And you just let go of some stuff. Like you brought mm -hmm. some boxes out and you, you feel, you feel powerful. How amazing is this? Right. So one of my teachers was Karen Kingston, and she was talking about space clearing and decluttering years ago. So I was very familiar with, with her teachings, and she's still teaching. Marie Kondo is again bringing it to a new level. She's making it more modern so people can relate. And I'm so grateful for all those teachers which are out there helping people to let go of things they don't need so that they, their life can go back into the flow. Mm -hmm. And feng shui comes in when you're about, okay, now I have all this flow and all this energy. How can I like guide it so that I can create more of something I need or want in my life? Okay. So back to the colors. Are there certain yes. colors that are more attracting? They're not like, it's, it depends. Not every color is always suitable for all the spaces or all people. It's uh, there is there. It really gets where you need to calculate something. But to keep it really simple, it's about, you know, you can have a very, mm, this beige create, um, what, what is it? What is the word? Like when you have the space, I just said to describe it. It's beige. It's like neutral. neutral it's white. Yeah. It's yeah. neutral. Yeah. So take, I always say the, the, the um, example, if you have a red bowl and everything is neutral and you take the red bowl of fruits and put it somewhere on the table it will be like shining bright. It doesn't have to be a red room. It doesn't have to be all in bright colors. It's about creating this, you know, colors. I always call them attraction points. It's like, just take one thing, which is really powerful. And then you enter the space and it catches your attention. And the moment it catches your attention, that's how the chi is flowing because chi follows your energy, your attention. Are plants like they just seem like they would be giving a lot? Absolutely, of yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've got colors, we've got plants, we've got lights, we've got declutter. Um, mm -hmm. What about like right angles versus like perpendicular versus at you know forty five degree angles, like arranging furniture, rugs, things mm -hmm. like that? Does that contribute mm -hmm. also? Yeah, it's, you know, when you have, um, for example, an uh, uh, area where you have a rug in a, a, you know, sitting area, and then you have, um, on the other side, you have another sitting area with a rug. So these areas, they, they're like oasis, and the chi is flowing between them, right? So it's, it's kind of a raging uh, furniture so that they are, again, um, what is the word in English? Like they have, they're their own areas. They become their own oasis in the space where we are living. And, you know, we also have how the people are moving through the space. If there are certain areas of your home where you love to stay, where the family is gathering, it's a chi attraction point. It's more of an attraction there than a place where you, which you just use like once a year on Christmas. And other than that, it's like, just like being there. So the, it, it doesn't matter how beautiful it is and how many colors it has, but the humans are the, the ones who are really putting life into your space. So using your home and every corner of it keeps the energy alive. What about the, the materials used to make the furniture? Mm -hmm. um, you know, how much does it matter that the rug is, I don't know, ethically sourced versus like, I got it off Wayfair for $41. Mm -hmm. I know. Oh, such an important question. Um, you know, humans leave traces. So if you have something which is made with, um, with joy and um, 
and what is the word like let's let's keep it with joy and acknowledgement and with good let's say good mm -hmm. energy of intention thank you uh, it has um, of course it brings another vibration frequency into your home than the the other one so mm -hmm. it does have something uh, there is something um, around this definitely and i feel that everyone needs to know what what am i paying attention to so of, of course if you have silk if you are wearing silk it's a different feeling for your body than if you i always say if you wear plastic <laughs> it's like mm. you know if you have clothes made of um, artificial materials so it's then we go into frequencies mm -hmm. right like what kind of energy is radiating from this rug from this sofa from this picture from this painting um, and this is also very, very important. And everybody can decide how far do I want to go in this process. Can I just, are you familiar with saging? Can I buy oh the cheap God, thing yeah. and then sage it? Because <laughs> sage is like $7. Okay, how does sage or like burning <laughs> Palo Santo or even incense, like how does that affect an area? Yeah. You know, it's for me, the blessing you give. So where attention goes, energy flows. So just going and saging there, you're like, oh, let's put some smoke in it. It won't have the same effect if you're like, okay, if you create a little ritual out of, like um, with it. So you start saging, you're like, okay, my intention for this is to invite this energies. I want to release this. I'm blessing the rug. It entered our home. Your home is a sacred space. And it entered our home. So I really want to stage it to release all the stuck energy, all negative energies connected to it um, so that it can really like, um, I don't know, um, have the same frequencies like we are having. So you're putting the intention uh, saging and then you start saging or working with Paolo Santo. Mm -hmm. right. So you see the distinction? It's so much about the intention when you're doing feng shui and implementing feng shui principles into your home it's not just like okay let me put the plant here it's not a mechanic like okay it's a to-do list oh i need to put this here it won't work because that's always what i tell all my uh, students in my school like your intention activates the feng shui it's not the the thing it's not the stone it's not the candle which is bringing feng shui in it's your intention placing the stone on a certain place so that you can activate whatever you want to activate. And this is the thing. Okay. All right. So I have lived in my house now for, I think, 13 years. And I moved in. So this was my first home, like bought it when we were 23. And I didn't think about how important where I chose to like put my silverware and where I put things would be because like that's where it stays so there's kind of like two things <laughs> of like you decide where something's gonna go and you're like yeah that works but then sometimes it just feels so good to rearrange and move things so like if you let's say you were really intentional when you moved in five years ago ten years ago and you're like yes this space works can that change over time though? Like, is it possible that a, even a year ago, this room made me feel really good and now the room doesn't and I just need to like rearrange things and now it does make me feel good. But like technically, technically by, I, I know we're trying to get away from the rules, wasn't one of those more feng shui than the other? And so therefore, am I just feeling good at moving things? Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. I love this question. <laughs> it's so great. Okay. So uh, I had a client and we arranged her home. Everything was fine. So, and then she went for one week to South Africa. There was a uh, retreat. He came back and he's like, what happened with my home? I just don't feel the connection anymore. So I was like, okay, let's see. So in this month, she had such a development in like in her inner world and her home was connected to her old self. So when mm -hmm. she returned after one, after one month, she's like, I, I don't like, I don't have a connection there. So we needed to upgrade her home to her inner state, which is right now. So this could be the, you know, the, the not could be, this is the explanation. We're like, oh, last year when I moved in, 
you were in a different state of mind, body, soul, everything. So something happened in this year. And now all, it feels like all of a sudden, but this all of a sudden is the moment when you realize something's off. And you're like, oh, I need to rearrange, I need to move the furniture because your inner world has changed and the outer world is not uh, in synchronicity with your inner world. Then you need to adjust the outer world. Okay, stop. And then let me take this just, because I was experimenting with, you know, future selfing, the concept. Yeah, I was going to ask about future health. So, yeah. Right? So, and um, I was just like, okay, if we can future self our own destiny, can we future self our home? So if I think about, okay, where do I want to be next year or next five years or whatever, how would my home feel like? What are the silverware I'm going to use? What are the glasses I'm going to use? What, like, what is it? And then future self in your home for me means you don't need to renovate. You don't need to move to a fancy home, you, which you can maybe afford mm. right now. But it's about how can I bring these little items which are reminding me of the, the, the woman, I, of the businesswoman or whatever I want to be in five years. So it's like the power of manifestation, but like in your house. Okay, but then how do you, so future me, all right. So here's what I was going to interrupt you about, but I'm glad. So this is going to sound really dumb, but it's not, you're not going to think it's dumb. So we have this couch and I loved this couch when we bought it. And now I hate this couch. It like this cushion doesn't stick in place and it always moves and it creates, we always joke about like someone fell in the butthole because you're like sitting in between cushions. And I've asked my husband, like, I just want to buy a new couch. So I was like saying, and he's like, we were getting a puppy. And he's like, because the couch we want to get is like leather. And he's like, we should not buy a couch when we're getting this puppy. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Well, I've noticed that was like a year ago when we got, you know, the go through the puppy stage. Now my brain has gone to when do we get to move into a lake home? So I hate this couch. And, but now I'm like, okay, what do we need to do with our finances in that? Like in two years or so we can sell this and like completely up level our house, go into a much more expensive house. What I'm hearing is I need to get rid of the butthole couch and just learn to fall back in love with like my current house. I need to sell the couch, sell the couch, Mm -hmm. Yeah, get a new couch. But what if I can't, okay, what if theoretically though, someone you're saying like, okay, future Mm -hmm. self would have this leather couch, but what do you do if you like future self could afford that leather couch? Mm Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. current self, so like, how do you help someone future self their space with their mm-hmm. current budget? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for example, I had years ago, I love crystal glasses. Like I love crystal glasses. And we had all these, I have four children. So we have mm-hmm. IKEA glasses because something is breaking all right. the time, yes. right? So, and I love when you're in this beautiful hotels or restaurants and they serve you with this crystal glass. It's like you have something in your hand. And I had a feeling about it. So I went and I found very nice crystal glasses. They were not super expensive. And everybody was like, Daniela, are you crazy? I, you know how, how often they're going to break? It's like, I don't care. So when I'm holding this glass, I have a connection to this feeling. So it doesn't have to be expensive. Sometimes it's even letting go of things which are not in tune with the, your future self. I immediately think of clothing, like the clothes you have. It's like, okay, what are the things which my future self will never, ever wear? Never. And then I'll go of it. So, and just think, it's sometimes it's really little, little things because instead, you know, I was just talking with a client about vision boards. She's like, I have a vision board and everything. I was like, that's perfect. But with vision boards, you have to look at them. You need to focus on them. You need to work with them. So to have the manifestation. But for example, if you take the crystal glasses, I don't even have to think about it. Like, oh, I have my glass and this is connected. The moment I have it, I'm connected to the feeling because it's physical. It's really there. So um, if you if your budget is tight at the moment, it's like, how can I do it? Then choose the easiest thing you can do no matter how big or small it is and just take the first step and it can be even a pen 
it doesn't matter. Okay. So let's take this into now that I feel like I have a very basic understanding. Let's take this into business. So you were in corporate America, right? Like we, how did you, how did you get into this world of feng shui? Oh, okay. So I studied economics at the University of Applied Science. And for my first 25 years of my life, I was going into corporate, in the corporate world. Um, I was working at a huge company in Munich, wanted to be a marketing consultant. Like this was my world, my whole life headed towards it. So when I was done, I was married. I had one child with my husband and um, I didn't get a job. Nobody wanted me. They were like, oh, you're young. You have one kid. You're married. More kids are going to follow. Mm, no, you're not. Like, you're okay, not did they literally say that to you? Because that's illegal in uh, one lady <laughs> I, in Germany too. But one lady, she told me, and she was honest with me. She's like, I mean, she's you know, honest but illegal. It's going to be honest. It's like those okay, are the things you're so... not allowed to say. <laughs> yes, keep them in your head. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was like, you know, I was crying. I was like, oh, my whole life I was working for this moment, and nobody wants me. And then. Um, I was really at the lowest point. I was working at a fast food restaurant because I really couldn't find a job. And there was a moment where I was reading a magazine and they were talking about um, clutter. Clear clutter, your life will change. I was like, yeah, right. You change something in your space and your life changes. I'm not, I'm not buying this. And I didn't do anything. But since things get, didn't get better, I told my husband, let's try this thing that's a decluttering. And uh, I started, like, I did a feng shui workshop and I came home and I was like, yay, it's working. I'm so amazed. And then my husband was like, if you are so um, into this, why don't you do the certification? I was like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. So with 26, I started to study feng shui and it's now 20 years ago, uh, uh, 20 years now since I'm working with this principle. So the ways are really different how feng shui is coming into your life. So how do you start to apply this in business? Because it feels a lot mm -hmm. easier in my head to be like, I would hire someone for my home, but then like, mm -hmm. is it still about, is it still only about, okay, not only, that's a minimizing word. Uh, if I were to hire you for my business, is it still about the furniture and the light and the colors and the plants or does it when does it start to become because there's so many people entering so like how do you mm -hmm. approach it's so much different in a business than like a home how do you yeah. approach a business differently mm -hmm. so um the basic is still the chief flow so it's over because especially in businesses um also in the healthcare. Uh, we are always looking to have the chi, the chi quality, not only the flow, but the quality of the chi and the energy being very high. Because usually people um, are somehow sick or bringing something with them, and you want to have high level energy so that when they enter the space, the space starts healing them. It starts giving them energy. So then um, they uh, have this, you know, the moment of healing begins not when they consult with you, but the moment you enter, they enter your space. So it's really um, about in um, in offices, it's very strategic. It's like, there is a CEO sitting, there is a CFO sitting, um, how are they aligned? So it's, you know, feng shui in the business world is very, very strategic also. And it's used by um, many Asian, um, also not, not even Asian. I mean, if you Google businesses practicing feng shui, you would be amazed how many well-known businesses big corporate um, uh, uh, corporations are using feng shui in their, uh, in their, um, for their space. So it's very strategic. Okay. So can you go into some of, some more use, like said, we're the CEO and CFO, but like, okay, so my audience is mostly chiropractors. So, and mm -hmm. a lot of chiropractors who see families and kids. So I'm picturing, you know, not ironically, I'm picturing like anytime I've gone to get acupuncture and I walk in, and the space is like quiet and there's usually like some kind of like water feature and there's like a little lamp thing and there's like a plant and there's like peaceful music going. And I'm just like, oh, this feels nice. Mm -hmm. But my space sees kids with behavior issues, parents that are like swinging in quick after school, in between school and practice. So mm -hmm. there's the ideal 
I can imagine like, oh, that would be a nice office space mm -hmm. to, if I were mm -hmm. an acupuncturist. But for a very busy clinic that sees kids and, you know, again, though, I love this idea of like, yeah, I've walked into chiropractic clinics before that I'm just like, ew, like there's more happening in a clinic than just like the adjustment is great. And the chiropractors are like, yes, the chiropractic adjustment is where mm -hmm. a majority of that healing should come from. But I'm hearing what you're saying going like, yeah, when you walk into the space, you call it the space healing fusion, right? Like you just mm -hmm. walk in and you're like, ew, like these chairs are old. There's literally a guy in our town. I don't think he listens to podcasts, so I can say this, but he has deer, like, I don't know if this was a trend in Europe, but they took like uh, wallpaper that was only like, you know, six or eight inches and they put it around the molding of like a ceiling and it's like deer and hunting scenes. And I'm like, what the heck was this space created for? So how do you, what would be your recommendations to like really get that space healing fusion going for a busy practice with kids coming and yeah. Okay, so the first thing is to take out really very bright colors to like what? to yeah, because just imagine I had um a lady she is she was working with um kids which were oh, I don't know how is it said in English so they need they needed special attention special care yep. after school so and they had orange and red and all these bright colors. And she was like, when she started the certification with me, she's like, oh, I'm so tired. They're so hard to grasp. Like, oh, I don't know. And then she started to study feng shui. And she's like, okay. You know, once she came, she's like, you know what I did? I took out all the orange. And I rearranged the, the, the desk where they're doing their homework so that they're not sitting with their backs to the door. Like, like she did the very simple things. She didn't buy anything. And she's like, it was very interesting that only through calming the young energy, like the active, overactive energy. So you said parents are rushing in, the kids are. So just imagine having only colors. We're not talking about creating some beautiful space with some stuff, fountain or something. Just like bring calming the space down through colors, through the things you have already. You need to have, like, you need to have chairs. You need to have, like, color, uh, some kind of can have a wall color, which is maybe brown and. And um, so, and even through this, people will enter, they're like, oh, not so much distraction. Ooh, oh, now I can let go. Even if it oh. looks like a little boring, right? For her, for her, she was like, oh, it transformed my work. Okay, and so we need to talk more about this because this is like the opposite of what I would have thought. I would have thought like bright colors are bringing this energy and my little butterfly is going to go to this orange wall and then it's going to go to the green wall. But does this have to do with the fact that people are hyper stimulated? And so they're coming into your space. Yeah. So why the neutral with one red bull versus a red wall and an orange wall and a green wall. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it always depends what you want to achieve. What is your goal? What do you, what kind of energy do you want to have in your space, um, in your clinic when people enter? So if you experience, they are uh, like all over the place because their everyday is so busy, then you want to calm them down to give them this 20 minutes of peace, no distraction, no like blinking colors or something. Uh, it's always the question, what is your goal? If you want to activate people, if they are too calm and you're like, oh, I need to give them a little bit more fire, then yes, please, let's use some red, let's use some orange, let's use some like green, for example, a green color. You have this bright green, but you have also a very calm green. So of course you can use colors, but more in a yin, like more in a calm um, uh, color, and not in this bright, yeah, bright one. Okay, so you're talking about you know, what is your goal? So when you start working with the business, how do you approach, like, what kind of information do you get from them about their goals and aspirations before helping them set up their space? Mm -hmm. So I really, really dive deep 
not what are the expectations from the consultation, but what um, what are they uh, coping with? What are their desires? What do they wish for the patients or for the clients? So I really go into this and then I look at the space and I'm like, okay, this is what they want to achieve. And this is what the space is telling me. And then um, the feng shui principle, I align the space with the feng shui principles with their, what, with their needs. And then it like, it creates synchronicity. And then, um, you know, we change the frequency. So for example, sometimes businesses even change, the clients change because the frequency of the business has changed. The frequency of the space has changed and it's attracting different clients. And my clients, they were like, oh, why do always the same people come? And I would love those to invite into my business, but somehow they're like not connecting to me or they're not seeing me. Well, because the space is having another di uh, different frequency. So we need to align the divisions um, with the energy of the space. Is there something, because we've talked about like intention. So first of all, like I go like, all right, basically what I heard you say was future self, except if you were a clinic that saw those people you wanted to see, what would your clinic look like? Right? Like you're kind of like future selfing mm -hmm. your business by being like, would the people you want to see come to this business? Because I think that's a different exercise of just like, oh, I don't know that they would. Well, why not? Like, well, mm -hmm. they, what would the clinic they go to look like? Mm -hmm. But then can you, you know, so often I feel like you're in this space and we just, you know, we put so much intention in the move-in part and then it just feels bleh. And so like, mm -hmm. is there, how do you get someone to realize like they just need to re-put intention back into that space? Is it remodeling? Is it, you know, just rearranging furniture? Like what kind of conversations do you have with someone who mm -hmm. you're just like, I think you're just bored in practice too. Like that's something I'll see of like, you know, you've been in practice in the same space for 10 years and it's like, maybe just throw some paint on a wall and like, you know, see mm -hmm. what that energy does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, when we, I always say the, how we feel and what you think is always mirrored in the space. So you can start changing your life by going to a coach or a life coach and you can, you can work internally, but you can also start this process by changing the space, like changing, just as you said, well, if you are bored, okay, let's see if you internally don't know what the next step is, Okay, let's start changing your space. Let's see, like, what's not in the, like. I really go. I, I ask them because how often do you take time to really look at your space? Because everything's just so normal. It's mm -hmm. just like every day that you don't even see. You don't even see what what is surrounding you. And then through our work, through talk, to uh, through the conversation, they're like, "Oh my God, I, I didn't realize that this picture is still hanging here. I don't even see it anymore because it's been there for ten years." Mm hmm. So that it's really funny you said picture because it reminds me of this chiropractor that I was coaching and she had we were doing a zoom call and I could she was in her office and she listens to the podcast so she knows who she is and I love her. Um, but she had taken over her dad's practice and we were working through some of the you know her dad had this building, he owns a building, had had a practice there for decades. And she took over and, you know, we were talking through staffing things and, you know, just like business, business issues, nothing to do with like, I don't like the carpeting here, nothing to do with that. Like, and, um, and I said, like, I'm so sorry, I am distracted by what you're saying. This is like the second or third call. And I'm like, is that a picture? And it's going to come back to the damn deer again. Is that a picture of a deer? behind you and she like looks she's like oh I don't I don't know oh yeah I guess it is and I'm like hold on this is your office did you hang that picture she's like no that this this was my dad's office and I was like take the picture down and she's like oh I haven't even thought about it. I'm like take the picture down and so it like it's really, I feel like such an interesting example of exactly what you're saying where it was just like and honestly 
I sometimes I get a little pushy. And by the end, she hadn't taken the picture down. And I wanted to like scream at her and be like, because she wasn't getting it. She wasn't getting it that I'm like, you know, because she wasn't complaining about her space. She was, and she wasn't complaining either. She was like seeking for how to take control mm -hmm. over her business and this. And I was like, take your dad's deer picture down. Like go to TJ Maxx, go to Goodwill and pick out something, you know, that you would choose to hang and hang it with intention there. But like, she didn't even realize there was this picture behind her that her dad yeah. had hung 30 years ago. And it, and to me, like, it's kind of clicking now of like, it's not like, oh, well, if you would have just moved the deer picture to the South facing wall, that room would have had energy. And it's like, no, no, she didn't choose that. Like that wasn't for her. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so- kind of what are, what are some of the biggest then like to kind of to summarize, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see people making when they're going into a space and they're like, I just need to do so. I listened to this podcast and I need to revamp the space. What are some of the mistakes that you see people make? Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think the biggest mistake is that they um, don't establish a connection to the space. They're like, oh, I have a new office. Let's buy some furniture. And then you go, you you go maybe to a designer or you just go like, oh, I need the the desk can be so big, this needs to be. They don't even take the time to really look at the like the space. So when you buy clothes clothing, you go and you try it out, you look at look at it in different lightnings, and you're like, oh, it feels good, it doesn't, then you buy it or not. And we don't take the time when we furnish our space or when we like create the space. It's like, okay, we need a, 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 I don't know, whatever. We need a bed, we need a table, we need a desk, we need this. And we just conceptually bring it together. And then like, oh, there was feng shui. Oh, and then it comes like, oh, the south facing wall needs to have this color. Then, and it's, you know, you see, it's very mechanical. You're like checking things off. But the biggest piece is energy, right? Intention and energy. Intention activates energy. And this is the piece where people are like, ah, oh, oh, okay. Oh, I didn't think about it. So let's go back to it and let's really listen and let's take time. So what is the most important piece of furniture you really need right now? The desk. Okay, buy the desk. And then sit with it. See how it looks like. See how it feels like. Move it around. Because, you know, of course there are many. If you Google feng shui principles for an office, you will find a lot of information, which is right and nice. But first establish the connection. And then when you read through all the different um, possibilities, how to implement feng shui, you will sense which of those principles uh, uh, is in tune with you and which are like, mm, no, no, mm -hmm. thank you. Yeah. I have to imagine that um, online shopping has really changed people's, you know, like I picture, uh, <laughs> so there's this, um, do you know what sex in the city is? Or yeah, okay. <laughs> so there is like I think it's like in the final season, and Carrie is looking for a desk, and she's in New York, and she's walking around, and I don't know why this came, but like you're talking about picking the desk, and she's like sitting at desks, and she's like, nope, it just mm -hmm. doesn't feel right. Well, I live in a tiny, tiny town. I don't go to a desk store. Like I don't go to a furniture store. Mm -hmm. I buy almost everything online, and so. I feel like it's it's harder. It's harder because you can't mm -hmm. sit and like feel the materials and, you know, mm -hmm. you're just looking at it and looking at three or four pictures of it from different angles and looking at the mm -hmm. dimensions. Mm -hmm. And you're like, how, how tall is 38 inches exactly? I don't know, you know? And so I imagine that online shopping has, mm -hmm. has affected this, you know, um, quite a bit, quite a bit, I would mm -hmm. guess, but- mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, when you, uh, I mean, when you go online shopping, no matter what, but especially furniture, it's like I buy a desk and then I have recommendations like, mm -hmm. oh, this chair, this is like, you just put it all together, <laughs> like click, select all, add to cart. You don't even have the time to feel into it. And then you look at the table and everything arrives. You're like, oh, this is how they arranged it. I'm doing the mm -hmm. same. And it does not work. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't. Okay, so Daniela, where can people learn more of your principles and what you teach? Like, where can people get more of you? 
Okay, so uh, I have um, created a page for you where uh, we will share it, which we will share with your audience. And then I have a quiz there. I have also um, a video how I work with the flow plan. So there are a couple of um, of things which your audience can start working with feng shui and learning more. Um, and then otherwise on Instagram, I'm holding space en. This is my my happy place for my English speaking audience. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, I am going to leverage a lot of what I learned against my husband. Um, that was my biggest takeaway is I am going to go like, you know, if you don't want me to buy a much more expensive house, you should really just let me buy the new couch that I don't fall into the butthole because I learned these things. I learned these things. And this, this space is no, I joke, but I'm really not that joking. I am quite serious. So thank you so much for your time, Daniela. I appreciate it. And it was great to meet you and learn more. Thank you so much. Until next week, she slayers. Bye. Hey, she slayers. Are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCAD has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast, and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.